Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. God can, yes, but God will also do it for you. Our God is not just a God with the ability, because that's what the word can is. It's not that God has the ability to do it. Our God is also a God that apart from the ability, he also has the willingness to also do it for us. Remember Matthew, I believe, chapter 8. And the Bible says a man came to Jesus and said, If you can, will you make me old? He said, if you can, will you make me whole? Can you see that? So he, he, he was saying, I'm not doubting your ability to make me whole. I am saying that if you can actually, will you be willing to? Do you understand that? Many of us come to God and we are not saying God cannot. We are asking that question, will God do it? The gist is not, I am comfortable with the power of God. I know God is powerful. I know God is awesome. In fact, I've seen it. I've seen him do it. But the gist is, will he do it for me? That's where many robbers miss the road. That's where we miss it. But I've come to answer you the same way Jesus answered that man. He said, I am willing, be thou whole. Listen to this. Every time you have a question concerning the willingness of God, God's answer will always be the same. I am willing. I am willing. Look at your neighbor and say, God is willing. God is willing. God is willing to give me a car. God is willing to get me a job. God is willing to increase me spiritually. God is willing to make me my dreams and my future. God is willing. But how many of us can actually say that with conviction in our hearts? I've discovered it's easy to make believers say some things in church. It's a different matter to make them believe it. Do you understand that? People can say anything you want them to say, but to ensure that they walk in that thing is a different ball game entirely. Listen to the true faith does not say God can, but true faith says God has done it. God has increased me. The telling difference between the promise of God and living in the fulfillment of the promises of God is faith. The ability to believe that God will do what he has promised concerning my life. I don't know what the promises of God are concerning your life, but do you believe God can and bring it to pass? If you believe that God is able to bring it to pass, you are going to make decisions differently. You are going to walk differently. You are going to live differently because you are fully persuaded that he who has promised is also able to make it come to pass. The fulfillment of God's plan and God's promises are not God-dependent. They are man-dependent. Can I say that to you again? The promises of God are dependent on you. The fulfillment is dependent on you. He has made all things ready. But you and I must learn that the promises of God are God's spoken word. They are God's bound. God is bound by his word. God is going to do his word. God is going to fulfill his word. What God has said, God is able to do. But it is dependent on you and I. Whether God's plan come to pass is not dependent on God. It's dependent on you. What are you going to do? How are you going to ensure that his promises come to pass concerning you? The intermediary, the person, the link between the promise and the fulfillment is faith. 
Why? Because God's word will always come to pass. The blessings of God are abundantly made available for the believer. Scripture tells us, and we also say it, that it's called the finished works of Calvary. Jesus said, Telu, tetelestai, it is finished. Meaning that he has done all that he needs to do for you and I to live in the blessings of God. Ephesians chapter 1 and then verse 3, Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Matthew 22 verse 4, Luke chapter 14 verse 7. Bible says that come for all things are ready. All things are ready. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Listen to this. God has done all he needs to do. He has made everything available for you and I. It is time for us to begin to appropriate the blessings of God by faith. By faith. Oh, second, first Corinthians chapter 3, 21. He said, all things are yours. So it is not that the promises of God are promises. The moment God said it, yes, it's a promise. But the moment he said it, there is also a performance. But what will take you from the place of promise to the place of performance is you believing what God has said. Do you believe? It's a different, I tell people that when you go first hear from God, and God says, I will make you great. I will make you rich. I will give you a job. The tendency is for you and I to believe it. But after three weeks of that word not coming to pass, after you have discovered your account balance is not increasing and God said it will make you rich, you begin to doubt whether what God said is true. Am I speaking to someone today? But Bible says God promises in him they are yes and what? Yes and amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. That means, another translation says, he has said yes to his promises that we can say amen. Is there someone saying amen to the promise of God? Is there someone saying amen to the promise of God? When a word such as this is given, when God says a word such as he has given you, it's because God has done it. It's because God will fulfill it. I want to ask you, do you have a word from God? I don't know how many years it has been. But do you have a word from God? I mean, you prayed so much that night and God came into your room and spoke to you. Clearly, clearly, clearly you had God. If you are doubting anything, you can't doubt that one. You know that God spoke to you. Is there anybody like that in this house? Is there anybody like that in this house? Please, I want you to respond. We are in a class. Is there anybody like that in this house? You receive. I'm not trying to force you to receive. If you have not received, don't worry. But you know, you, you got a word from God. And, but you have been praying, but you, you, you've been waiting for the performance, but the performance has not come. Is there somebody like that here? I've got a word for you. I've got a word for you. God's word will come to pass. In every word is the mandate for its fulfillment. In every word of God is the mandate for its fulfillment. Therefore, the moment God gives his word, there is going to be a performance of that which he has said. There's going to be a performance. How do I know? Because God's spirit ensures that whatever God says is performed. Is performed. Look at Jeremiah and say, God's word in my life is going to be performed. Assuredly, God's word will come to pass. Isaiah chapter 55. And then you begin to read verse 10. He says, as the snow and the rain comes down from heaven. And it does not go back without the watering even the earth. That it may cause it to blossom. He said that he may give bread, seed for the sower, and bread for the heater. He said, so is every word that proceeds from my mouth. He said, it will not return to me void. It shall fulfill the purpose for which I send it. 
So there is no way that God's word that has been released into your life will go back empty. What will ensure that that word becomes fruitful is that word itself. The power of the plant is in the seed. Are you understand what I'm saying? The power of the plant is in the seed. God will ensure there is a performance. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8. The Bible says forever is what is settled. Forever. Even in your life, God's word reveals the mind of God. Whatever God will do, God will first of all say. Do you understand that? Isaiah 14, 24. Bible says he has spoken. He said, who can acknowledge? God has proposed a thing. Who can acknowledge? 27 says he has stretched forth his hand. Who can turn it back? Whatever it is that God has proposed concerning your life is going to come to pass. Whatever it is God has said concerning you is going to be fulfilled. It may take a while. It may take a process. But God's word concerning you will be fulfilled. I want you to understand that tonight. That this morning that God's word concerning your life is going to be fulfilled. It's going to be fulfilled. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plan of his heart concerning Dio from generation to generation. I tell people God's plan for your life is not so that Leia can prosper. It's so that Leia's generation can prosper. It's a generational blessing. That's why he says his plan of his heart from generation to generation. We are generational folks, guys. We are not just living for now. The blessing God gives to us is so that it can get to our children, to our children's children, and so that our life can be better than the life of our parents. It's the reason he gave his word. He gave his word so that we can prosper. The word is given for you to prosper. The word is not given so that you can read and just lie down. The word is given so that you can prosper. Listen, I want to say something to you today. The reason many of us don't enter into the promises of God is because our mind cannot receive the promises of God. Are you, are you following me? The reason we don't enter into the promise of God is that our mind cannot conceive and accept the promise of God. That looks hard, but it's so simple. So God comes to you and says, you know what? I'm going to make you a DG in a federal government office. Do you think you'll believe it as you are? I mean, many of us enter offices, and when they tell us that we are going to become CEOs of those offices, we are asking, how? Oh, it's not going to happen. So God will tell you certain things. For instance, God tells you, I'm going to relocate you. And you are thinking, I can't even afford a visa. I can't even afford a passport, sorry. I don't even have a passport. So it's difficult for you to even grasp what God is saying. It's difficult for you to accept what God is saying. It's not that God is the problem, it's your mind that is the problem. I'll tell you the story of this man. This man was an old man. So he went to the, to the sea, uh, to the river. And then what he went to is to, to catch some fish. And then he got to the place, to the bank of the river, and he put his sink, uh, uh, his line and, and, and hook, and then he gets a fish. And this young boy was looking at him. And he gets a fish, and then he looks at the fish, and he throws it back to the river. Are you following me? And then he, he, he got another one, he threw back into the river. And so this young man was looking at him and said, what is this old man doing? So he decided to approach the old man and say, I thought you came to fish. Why are you throwing it back? And the man looked at him and said, I am not, I'm actually looking for a fish that is small because my frying pan cannot fry the big fish I'm getting. So every time he gets a big fish, he throws it back. Why? Because his frying pan was small. It's small. Listen, many times God will give you promises. You can't take it because your mind is small. So you throw it back to God. You give it back to him. 
You don't accept it. Why? Because your mind is small. Listen to this. God will not give you a promise that will not shock you. <laughs> At certain times, it seems like God likes to give us in, put us in uncomfortable situations. Saul was looking for his father's lost um, uh, flock. And then, asses that are lost. And then, he got to a king, he got to a prophet, and the prophet was telling him about being a king. Abba. I was looking for asses. Now you are here telling me about kingship. Did no wonder when the time came when Israel gathered. You know what Saul did? He ran away. He hid himself. Many of us are not hiding. There's no hiding place in this world anymore. What we are doing is that we are not showing up for the promise of God. Most times we settle for less in life. Not because God has not apportioned much for us, but because of our lack of faith in appropriating God's promises. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 18, Galatians chapter 3 and then verse 11. The Bible says, and the just shall live by faith. The faith life is the only way out. But let me quickly begin to speak to you as I began to highlight with to you the reason many of us don't walk in faith. The reason many of us don't walk in the promises of God. The reason it is difficult for you and I to appropriate the promises of God, number one, very quickly because of our time, is what I call the traditions of men. The traditions of men. Listen to this. Don't let tradition hinder you from the grace of God. Tradition is custom passed from one person to another. I've seen people who are not living in the blessings of God because of tradition. I was speaking to a lady, she was rich enough to buy a car, she could not buy the car because tradition tells you that if you buy a car, no guy will marry you. <laughs> so keep your money, don't show forth because if you show off and they know you are rich, you will not find a husband. I told her, I said, you don't need that kind of a husband, that you have to be poor to attract him. Are you following me? So listen, tradition of men. They tell you there is a way you have to look. There's a way you have to believe. Religious pattern even in church. I have seen it again and again. Things that has no authority in God. Letting those things affect our life. They have no balance in God. I remember Matthew chapter 12, you begin to read from verse 3 to 5. The disciples of Jesus were going and they were taking off sheaves, walking and then they were plucking it. And guys were saying to them, they were not supposed to do that on the Sabbath day. And Jesus said to them, don't you know that the Lord God himself is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Lord of the Sabbath. Listen, many of us have grown up in, Christ, in traditional settings that to receive the promise of God is very difficult. They, there, there are certain ages you are not even thinking you are going to get married because you just think that it's not time yet. It's not because you are not ready, but you think that 
If I have not that age, I should not think of marriage. Again, tradition tells you any woman that is close to 30, they begin to shiver. They say, ah, that's again is the tradition of men. I remember one time in the campus fellowship, the Holy Spirit came, visited us so mightily. And then every time we tried to close the service, anybody who heard the microphone was falling down. So after about one hour, a service that was supposed to end around nine, this was past 11. We had not ended. And I remember one of the things we told ourselves was simple. Listen, guys, don't let us share the grace. It's not compulsory to share the grace. Abby, let's just begin to go home. Because, I mean, we're already getting so late. The security guys were already looking at us. And uh, around 11.30, we just began to escape little by little. I mean, people were still praying in the street and we started going, leaving the place. I will not forget that I saw one man two days later. I said, you know, I'm not fine. I said, what's going on? He said, you know that we didn't hand that service. We didn't share the grace. I mean, it was the height for me of tradition. Somebody, I mean, this is true life story. He said, we have not ended that service. We did not share the grace. And I began to look from the pages of scriptures, and I did not find a service that grace was shared before they ended the service. Do you know if you have a church, it is believed and is expected that you must have convention every year, or at least do anniversary. <laughs> First year, two year, three year anniversary. Those are traditions. Traditions that have nothing and have no significance even in God's word. Listen to this. Uh, you know when pastors preach? Do you know when pastors preach? In every church and in every service. Do you know when pastors preach? When? After choir administration. Glory to God. But do you know that? That's just tradition. It's tradition. I mean, you can come next week and I might finish preaching. And then somebody is singing. And then afterwards, we end the service. But you know people will say, oh, you church, what kind of church is that? That is tradition. That is not God. That is not scriptural. It doesn't mean you have to worship before they preach. But that's the way it has always been. Is that not so? See, you are setting the tone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And in our experience, so that's it. People believe that you cannot, you should not buy a land after you have not even bought a car. You see, those are traditions. See, they have nothing to do with it. So when God gives you his promises, you are balancing the promises with tradition. The promises of God are not traditional. They are spiritual and they are straight and directed to you. Number two, the error of experience. Many of us are not living in the fullness of God's blessing because of the error of experience. You have been told that experience is the best teacher. But I've come to tell you today that experience is not the best teacher. The best teacher is the person of the Holy Spirit. Sir. I've seen people who, by experience, you know, I, I, I laugh, people laugh about this, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, if God tells you not to travel, and then you say, ah, no, 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 that's how when I always travel. That's when I always do it. And you are hearing God say, my Lord, don't go. And yet you decide to go. You know, you can go on that journey, and when you get to certain places on that journey, they come and have an accident. Your life may be preserved, so you came out alive. Do you understand what I'm saying? You came back alive, you came out fine. But let me say this to you. After that happens, don't forget that you probably you broke your leg. Every time you are going to be walking, how is it going to be walking? It's going to be walking like this. What goes on is that experience is the best teacher. Look at the experience now. The next time the Holy Spirit says, don't travel. You know the guy will not travel. You know why he will not travel. But that experience, has he left him the same way? No. I tell people that even those who are proper, they receive a lot of no. If you are not working like I'm asking a lady, you know that's a problem. And the problem is that you are not made like that. It was your disobedience. Experience is not always the best teacher. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
I've seen people say, God told them, don't do that. Invest in this. But they did not invest. They said, we don't invest like that. Now, they have lost on that investment. They have lost on the opportunity. And they are saying experience is the best teacher. Now, the error of experience. Many of your parents, many of our parents will advise us not to do certain things. Why? Because the experience, their experience. You can't live by experience. You won't enter God's promises by experience. If God says go forward, what should you do? You must go forward. Again, against men's experience. You know Peter walked on water. He, God, Jesus said, come. If it be you, come, say I come. And God, Jesus said, come. And he stepped on water. Was there any man before him who walked on water? Listen to this. God will give you some experiences that will look like walking on water. And you must believe him for what he's saying. Our experiences are always colored with our work with God. Whatever your work with God is. Be sure this word of praise by a law. But there is a greater law. It's called the supernatural. And the supernatural law is, sub, is higher than every law of nature. Number three, being in the wrong environment. Watch out for your environment. There are environments that sucks your faith. There are environments that sucks your possibilities. There are environments that sucks the reality of God's plan in your life. There are environments that when you hear them, they put fear in you. Listen to this. As much as there are faith builders, there are also fear builders. There are things that build fear inside of the believer. And we must do our best. We must do all we can to watch our environment. Your company, the company you keep, will either be a blessing or it will be a curse. Laban was blessed because of Jacob. He said, I found by experience that I am blessed because of you. Psalm chapter 1, and then you begin to read from verse 1. He said, blessed is that man. Who is that man? He said, does not sit in the seat of scorners. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So if you are going to be blessed, there can be compromises by you walking with scorners, by you walking with ungodly people, because those people will affect your growth and your life. Are you following what I'm saying? There are people who kill God's promises in your life. He said, has God told you? <laughs> has God truly said? <laughs> Have you shared your vision with some people and they started laughing? Am I speaking with somebody? You shared your vision and started laughing. And then they say, ah, <laughs> we used to behave like that too. <laughs> life will teach you. And you're life will teach you. Which God said, I mean, they tell you things like that by their experience. You see that? And then the environment. Be careful. Those who you share your vision with. You know the reason why Joseph had to go through the things he went through? Not because God couldn't make him fulfill it in another way, but because he was amongst crabs. His brothers could not take it. It is not everybody that you will share your vision with. If you will enter into the promises of God, you must be careful those you share your vision with. Why do we not see the promise of God fulfill the works of men? Listen to this, and I want us to be very practical today. Have anybody, has anybody ever spoken to you? Maybe years ago, and you can still remember what they said. Eh? Maybe your dad, or, or, or maybe somebody you are trying to ask out. You understand? I remember one person I was trying to ask out. And then the only person in this world that ever told me no. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then she looked me in the face. And, and you know, one of the lines, you know, we had lines. And one of the lines was that I just want you to trust me. Uh, because we're just going to walk this walk together. And she looked at me eyeball to eyeball and said to me, my brother said I should never trust anyone who asks to be trusted. Eh? It looked like a table code, but it hits me. 
It's been many years, but that word has not left me. Glory to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Has anybody ever spoken to you and that word has not left you? Maybe they doubted you. Maybe they said you will not amount to anything. You see, here is the promise of God. Here is the word of God. But here are you weighing what God said with what they have said to you. The words of men. Doubt as they are. Be careful what men say unto you. There are certain people that can make you begin to doubt the promises of God. Their words are heavy. Especially if you hold them in high esteem. They put doubt in your mind. I remember when I told my guys... And man, we finished service, service here together. And then I told one of my guys, I said, you know, God is calling me to full-time ministry. The guy looked me, I bought to eyeball and said, you are mad. Simple as ABC. You know, three, three words. You are mad. I have not forgotten where he said it, where we were, and how we said it. Have you, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? Some people will say things to you. But you need to understand that whatever it is, they say you must hold God's word better. And I, but those words actually affect us. So I remember when things became difficult in ministry, I began to ask myself, Am I mad? Am I mad? Am I mad? The seed of the word has been sowed. Do you understand? That's why I tell you that words are seed. People will tell you some things, and you will discover that every day of your life you are trying to prove them wrong. And that's a wrong intent. You want to blow in ministry because you want to prove the doubters wrong. Is the reason you have not blown. Are you following what I'm saying? You also understand that the reason for you wanting to excel should be for the purpose of the kingdom. Be careful what they say. Let me tell you number five reason why you don't take the promise of God. Where you are like that old man. Why we keep pushing it back to the river is logic. Is logic. Listen. You just know that what God is saying is not logical. <laughs> I mean, how can God look at a boy from a Kolodu and say, I'm going to make you a billionaire? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Are you following what I'm saying? First of all, make me a millionaire. Let me first of all get out of Ikorodu. At least that makes sense. Let me be a thousand here. Do you understand? I mean, and then from there you can now talk about millions. Then we can now talk about billions. It doesn't make logical sense. I mean, some people look at you and say, these are the things you tell yourself to make yourself happy. Don't worry, just talk himself good. It's okay. <laughs> Glory to God. It's not going to make logical sense because you don't even know how to count one million. And he's telling you billions. Are you following what I'm saying? You know, David just wanted to be known in his family and be counted as a good child. Now God is saying, I'm going to make you a king. It doesn't make sense. Oh, they looked at Jesus and Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. These were people who are failures in fishes. We fishes, you understand? So you need to understand that what God is going to be calling you to may not make logical sense. I tell people two plus two might be eight. Two plus two might be hundred. It is whatever God wants to call it. Are you following me? Whatever God calls this is what it is. It's not what you call it. It's not mathematics. Therefore, if you want to process the supernatural information of God from the sense of logic, it will not work. Okay? Another thing is sin. The Bible says, if I put iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Psalm 66 and verse 18. Sin separates God from us. Sin separates God from us. Sin separates us from God. I think that's the proper way to put it. It takes us away from his promises. 
He takes you away from his delight. He takes you away from his eyes. The Bible says he's so holy he cannot behold iniquity. Glory to God. He said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? He never forsook Jesus. The reason he had to forsook Jesus was because he had made him sin. And his face was so holy he cannot look at him on the cross. Because he's a holy God. And he had made Jesus sin. So he had to just turn around and look away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, if God has given you a word, can I quickly tell you what you need to do? For that word to become a reality, can I tell you? Before I go to this next session, this one you didn't pay for it, but can I quickly tell you? Can I quickly tell you? All right, you want to see that promise come to pass? You're tired of waiting? How many of you are tired of being in Egypt? You're tired. You, God said 400 years you'll be in Egypt, but you have been in Egypt 470 years and you're waiting. Lord, send my Pharaoh. I want to get out of here. I want to tell you what you need to do to get out of here. Number one, what, how do you get out of here? Processes of faith. Number one is that you must hear. When God says a thing, for you to even accept it, you must hear it first. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? It has to be hearing first. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You must first of all hear what God is saying concerning it. The first place to performance is for you to hear what God is saying. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? What he promised you, what did he promise you? You first of all must hear it. Just like you need to hear me first, alright? Number two, you need to accept it. The word is not for you if you have not accepted it. It is near, but you must accept it. Do you remember the story of Mary? Do you remember the story of Mary? The angel kept at her and did not leave her until she accepted what God said. How many of us have angels still waiting on our lives? They have not left because they have been telling you. The Holy Spirit have been telling you. It can't move on to other matters because you have refused to even hear this one. You have refused to accept it. So you first of all must accept it. Mary first of all had to accept in Luke chapter 1. Accepted what the angel was saying. And then number two, you need to endorse it. To endorse means to believe it and to begin to say it. That's how to put your signature on it. Endorse what God is saying. Ascend your signature. Sign it. Say it is mine. It is mine. The promise of God is mine. I believe it is mine. Number two, everywhere you go, begin to say it out. Homologio, begin to say what God has said. Begin to confess it. Here is what God has said. Begin to confess it. Begin to declare it. Begin to say what God has said concerning you. Can I give you one minute to say what God has said concerning you? I should. Begin to say it now. Why do we become so humble in church like this? If it was a Liverpool match and I begin to say they will score now, they will begin to shout. Can somebody begin to declare the promise of God? Endorse it boldly. Confess it boldly. Confess it boldly. People may look at you like harder, but here am I, an apostle to the nations. Here am I, I'm taking the word of God to the nations. Here am I, I'm blessed. I'm pastoring thousands. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The word from my mouth is running. It's having a swift course. I'm anointed of God. The glory of the Lord is upon me. The grace of God is upon me. I'm above and not beneath. Things are working for me. Money is coming to me. I receive the wealth of the nations. In the name of of Jesus, uh, grace is following me. Grace is pursuing me. In the name of Jesus, uh, I'm not limited. I'm not defeated. I'm above. Uh, I've never been it. I'm head only. I'm never the tail. In the name of Jesus, uh, the glory of the Lord is surrounding me as a shield. Uh, the Lord is my son. Glory to God. Uh, the Lord is my light. Uh, I'm walking in the light of God's presence. I'm walking in the light of God's glory. Favor around me. Glory to God. Uh, I'm called to teach people purpose. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I'm called to call men to renewal and revival. 
people. Who call men to refreshing. I'm teaching the word with grace, with expectancy, and with power. In the name of Jesus, things are working for me. Things are falling for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, there is something that happens to your spirit man when you do that. <laughs> there is something that happens to you when you do that. Amen. Something happens to you when you do that. And that's simple. It enters your spirit. Something great begins to happen to you. And then the next one is that you need to walk in the light of it. You know, I said this one is just freebies. I'm just giving you, right? I said, number one, you hear it. Number two, you accept it. Number three, you endorse it. Number four, you confess it. And then number five, what did I say you begin to do? You walk in the light of it. Begin to walk in the light of it. What is it? Begin to walk in the light of it. Don't ever remain. You see, God has said you are anointed. Why are you afraid? Whatever God has said, he has said. Whatever God has promised will come or pass. Begin to walk in it. Titus chapter 1 verse 2, Bible says, God who cannot lie. It's impossible for Jehovah to lie. It's impossible. It's amazingly impossible for Jehovah to lie. We have a, strong, a more strong word of prophecy. We must do well to hold on to it. What God has said is going to come to pass. Look at your neighbor and say, what God has said concerning me is going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. You don't trust that person. You don't believe that person. Look at somebody else, your next favorite neighbor, and say what God has said. Concerning me, it's going to come to pass. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to quickly equip you to, for, I call them tools for ensuring the performance of God's word. You know, a mechanic needs tools. Do you understand that? Um, if you are going to work on something, I remember a, a while back, we had a flat tire somewhere in Marina. And then I, I just went to the booth and then I took out, the, took out the spanner, took out the jack, no, took out the jack. And then I discovered there was no spanner. So I could jack up the car, but there was no spanner to lose it. So I was hooked with my flat tire. Many people are also going on the journey of life, walking towards the promises of God, but they are in that place where they are hooked. They can't do anything. Why? Because they don't have tools. It's not that you don't know what to do. <laughs> I knew what to do. I could change the tire. I had the ability, but there was no tool. Therefore, tools are important if you are going to enter into the promise of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I want to equip you with tools. If you have, if you have lost this sermon, maybe you have not been concentrating. This is the point to concentrate. Do you understand? Because you, the promise of God for your life must come to pass. Are you following me? You cannot die like a lily livered. You can't die when God has wired you with so much greatness. There is nothing I hate so much more than seeing potential dying without it being fulfilled. Are you following what I'm saying? You need to die. Master Moore say when he die, you want to die empty. And I, I, I taught myself that man died empty. How many books did he wrote? How many messages? How many nations did he enter into? Today people are still streaming his messages. That's how to die empty. 
When he died, people were crying. That's how to die. When you came into this world, you were crying. People were laughing. You must ensure that the reverse is the case. When you go, ensure there were people crying. Not because you are going to go in the prime of your days, but because you are going to go after you have lived. Fulfilling your days. Glory to God. The first thing you must hold very clearly if you are going to fulfill God's plan for your life. See, the promise of God come to pass. Number one is that you must believe in the power of confession. That was what I taught on on Thursday in our midweek service. The power of confession. I said confession is homologio saying what God has said. Listen to this. God is a perfect gentleman. The only reason God is going to come into your life to see it come to pass is because you have endorsed his word and he hears you saying it. You must keep saying what God has said. What God has said will not come to pass except it comes from your mouth. Because God has given you what is his will. Therefore, I come into a contract with my wife. And I said, this is a business we are starting together. That contract does not stand except she signs the part. Do you understand that? Do you know that if they offer you a job, I'm not talking about those jobs they give you in, Lagos, in some places in Lagos, they pay 20000 there's no because the contract letter, there's nothing. But if you, if you get a good and a proper job, there is a contract letter. Do you understand that? You are supposed to sign the letter and take it back. You are not considered a staff until the HR receives your letter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to this. That is the way confession works. God is not permitted to operate in your life except he hears you saying it. Because you saying it is saying, I endorse the promises of God in my life. I endorse what you have said. So it's not enough that you went to a vigil and God said, I will anoint you. You went to a vigil and God said, through you, I'm going to build a company. Now, it's, it's not enough that he said to you that you are going to be the best thing and the start of a new generation in your line. Now, listen to this. That is okay. You can hear it once and go. But it is important that it remains in your mouth. When you wake up in the morning, you need to remember and you need to remind the evil one, the devil, Jesus, God, angels, every supernatural being that is awake, who is the anointed of God. He's awake with the business owner. He's awake with the accountant and the analyst in the whole world. Glory to God. The best analyst is awake. It's time to do business. Glory to God. You see, when you say that, God hears that, angels are permitted to begin to make the things, the resources that will make that word come to pass to begin to bring it to you. That's why it's important you confess. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 to 6, Bible says, and it's very important, he said, I have said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 5. And then verse 6 says, so that you may boldly say. It therefore means that if you, he said it so that you can say it how? Say it how? Say it how? Listen, God can speak to you gently. <laughs> See, I, I think I just hear God. To be sure, you must say it boldly. That's why I love Bishop Oedeko. He will tell you on December 20, 1989, the Lord said to me, are you following what I'm saying? It's because they have discovered the secrets. It's because they know this is how this thing works. It's because they understand this is how this thing operates. But many of us have become lily livered, meek believers. We believe that humility is the same thing with boldness. People begin to say that when you are bold, it's because you are proud. You have to be bold concerning God's promises. Look at the demon and say, you have to be bold concerning God's promises. I'm building that house. I'm building that company. I'm buying that property in the name of Jesus. I'm reaching, I'm living in the goodness of the land. You see, God spoke to Isaac. He said, stay in Gerah. Don't go and proceed to Egypt. He said, because stay in this land and I will bless you. 
And he stayed in that land and he began to prosper. He sold in the land, he began to prosper. Let me say this to you. Some of us did not come to Lagos except by supernatural instruction. So you need to begin to say to yourself, I prosper in Lagos. I told you when we started this service, it may be raining in this land, it does not matter. You keep saying, as much as it rains, the blessing is coming. It's an attitude you must have. It's something you must possess. Because you know that God's word is God's will. He's going to do what he has promised. God is bound by his word. Do you know how you became saved? Romans chapter 10 verse 10. You do not only believe it in your heart. What did you also do? You know that without the confession in your mouth, you are not saved. You need to confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That is the same way you have believed what God has promised. You now need to begin to confess what God has promised. That's why people say that a closed mouth is a closed destiny. You can't attain purpose with a closed mouth. You need to speak boldly. The voice of the naysayers must not be louder in your head than your own voice. People will always doubt you, but you must keep speaking. Keep saying the word. I love what, you see, the day I found Numbers 14.28. Numbers 14.28 is a, it's a thing you must find. The Bible says God was speaking to them. He said, I found your word. And I did, sorry. <laughs> That's Jeremiah 15. Now listen, that's not where I'm going. 14.28. He said, surely have you have spoken in my ears. He said, so will I do. Listen, what are you saying in the ears of God? What are you saying in the ears of God? Do you know they did not call God to a meeting? <laughs> they were, I said, God, what is your own? They were talking to Moses. They were not talking to you. They were, do you understand? In fact, Moses was not called into the meeting. They were just talking about him and said, let us now find for ourselves a leader. Let's find for ourselves a leader. That's what they said. Are you following what I'm saying? They are not talking to you. you. You say, I'm not talking to God. So what we do as believers is that in the place of prayer is the only time we are watchful of our words. Or when we're in spiritual settings. I mean, you are in a conference, a redeeming conference. You are praying in tongues well, so you are careful of what you say. But God is hearing you even when you are talking to your friends. You know, when he comes and says, Lagos is tough. He says, my brother... Ilule, it's tough here. How is the osu? I don't like that word. I hate it with all of my mind. What is the osu? Have you checked the dictionary meaning of osu? It means struggling, trying to make ends meet. It means putting in all your effort. We don't live by osu. We live by the blessing. When you see somebody, how is the osu? You say, you mean the blessing? We are living in the blessing. Glory to God. Because God can hear you. You know what I'm trying to say to you is that there is no joke in the realm of the spirit. We are only joking. There's no joking like that. Small time you begin to make decisions like a madman. You don't have to run mad, but the decisions. Can you see what I'm saying? What you endorse, you become. And you endorse it by your words. Jesus said, the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. John chapter 6 and verse 63. So, how do you do it again? Number two, ensuring the performance of God's word. The first one, what did I say you should do? I said the power of confession. Number two, watch your words. You need to put a watch over your words. Do not speak foolish words. Every word has life. I think I've told you here before. That the words that you speak, I was studying John 63 and I had to ask the Holy Spirit. Is it only Jesus' word that is spirit? And God said to me, he said, every word is spirit. Every word is spirit. 
He said, the only difference is that my own is life-giving, some are death-giving. So every word you speak, you are responsible for it. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. And, and he, he who knows how to use it, will eat the fruit thereof. Jesus himself, going further, going further with that word that Solomon said, he said, by your words you shall be justified, by your words you shall be condemned. I tell people, if you say it enough, you will become it. I have seen it happen again and again and again. Keep saying it. Don't stop saying it. Keep saying it. Listen, I remember I used to be an ugly child. That's what I told myself. But you know one thing? I told myself one day that I'm fine. I'm handsome. So I began to say it. And suddenly I discovered that I become handsome. I became, because before, I, I told my I said, oh, it's me. You see, my hair, was, it would just start like this. And, uh, they were, my sister is dead. When they want to abuse me, they abuse me with my hair. Oh, the thing was just like, ah, kilo shelly. What's really going on here? What's happening to me? And then I began to say to myself, I am handsome. I am also. So today when people say, well, I am fine, pastor, I am fine. I say, oh, fine. You know what? I became what I said. It may look funny, but I'm trying to say, this is the truth. You can have what you say. I know a young child growing up with some boys, they were in an average Nigerian family. When you say an average Nigerian family, it means two meals in a day. And Gary can be one of it. Glory to God, an average Nigerian family. And that was how he grew up. But in that family, the boy kept saying it. He said, I'll be rich. I will be the richest person in this place. He kept saying it. Listen to this and listen very closely. He entered the university. He was the only one that read chemistry. Others were medical doctors. So by logic, he was not supposed to be his word. But today, they don't start meeting their family without him. Four boys is the richest. Why? Because of what he said. What you say, you become. Surely have you have spoken in my ears, so will I do. God looked at a company of people who are trying to build a tower and said, these people have agreed. They have said it to their mouth. He said, they will nothing can stop them now. Listen, you must, hold, you must keep saying it and God will say, ah, ah, nothing can stop this boy now. Nothing. Nothing. I'm the best pianist in town. Glory to God. I, when I play the keyboard, the anointing of the Lord comes. Glory. You know that because anointing to one play. You know it. Just keep saying it. The anointing of the Lord comes. Uh, you know, when I play, the Spirit comes. The Spirit comes. The, you don't have to quote scriptures. The Spirit comes. The Spirit comes. The Spirit comes. The Spirit comes. The Spirit. You can't say the Spirit comes for one hour. Are you following me? On a Monday. Say it again. The Spirit comes. Uh, Tuesday. You will discover something will change. One day you will play it and the presence will change. It is what you say you become. It is what you say you have. Nothing directs our lives like the word we speak. Are you following what I'm saying tonight? This morning. Another thing you must do to see the reality of God's word. Be intentional about the hearing of faith. Be intentional about the hearing of faith. Be intentional about the hearing of faith. Be very, very intentional in hearing God's word. Psalm 119 verse 89, Psalm 119 105, light, my, your word is light unto my feet. As I walk, I see light, I see lamp. Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the Bible speaks concerning the hearing of faith. <laughs> Proverbs 12, 18, there is he that speaks like the piercing of his word. <laughs> I, I remember one time that I needed, we needed to get some things done. We had imported a car. <laughs> we had imported a car. 
and we had finished all our savings in heaven and on earth, and even in hell. <laughs> Glory to God. And so, I don't know how I did not think of clearing the car before making that decision. You know, sometimes you are just foolishly foolish. You, you did not know. You are innocently foolish. That's the word I wanted to use. Innocently. You didn't know. I, I, didn't, I just thought, you know, when you think of the way they do things, you just think you, the car will just come, you just go and carry it, and then you begin to drive. <laughs> so, uh, the guy who sent the car told me, just come and say, your car will be in Nigeria in exactly one month from now. And I want you to talk to, start talking to a clearing agent. I said, ah, okay, sir. So, <laughs> I, I chatted a clearing agent, looked online, found one. And then they said, ah, your car is down and I'm older. That means that it's 10 years. It's not 10 years, within 10 years. Ah, that means you are going to pay value. I said, what value? He said, high money. He said, one point something million. I said, kill us, sir. Say one point something million. <laughs> I left the one. I said, you were serious. <laughs> you are not serious. <laughs> so I went to somebody else. The cheapest I could find with all my knowings was 750K. I remember those days. The car was coming in one month. I needed to produce 150,000. My salary, that would be like my salary in the, don't let me talk about it. <laughs> but but that, that's just impossible. I mean, it's just like killing me, glory to God, or killing us as a family. So you know what I did? I went to look for all Reverend George's messages on faith. I, I had some on faith before. I, had, I, I can preach some. So I, I, I put them on my phone. Clear all the music. This is not the time for music. This is time for faith. There's no time to be, there's no time to hear sound. Just every time I wake up, I'm going, faith. The tenses of faith, the confession of faith, how faith speaks, how faith talks, every time. I was just hearing them. And then all my books at that time, I stopped reading books on revival. I knew what was revival. I need faith now. Because they said that the car will enter them already. So you won't use the car. And I wanted to use the car. So I began, and I started confessing. I will start, I told him, I said, join my hands, and then start confessing. Sometimes I'll just go around the house, and then I'll stand in front of the place, I say, this is the way the car will be parked. The park like this, park like this, glory to God, the car is there, hallelujah. And I start speaking. You see, I just continued, but there was an intentional hearing of faith. I was not listening to any message but faith. Faith, faith, faith. People will speak intentionally into my house, and I will hear one word, I say, ah, but it means, and then I will change it, I'll start talking well again. Why? Because faith was needed at that time. It was the vehicle to bring the promise to me. Let me say this to you. It happened. In fact, I remember there was one certain amount of money that was left. I went to a man. I said, let us go. I said, I will go there after service. I said, yeah, here is around. I said, I'm going. So I took the car and I went to him. He said, I said, you know that my car has been giving me issues. He said, I know. I said, of course you are partaking from the car before. He said, yes. I said, you know. I was using the car then that if you enter it, it will be better for you to be outside than inside. Glory to God. Because we always know where to go. I mean, my car gives sounds every day, different sounds today. It's like keyboard. I mean, the sound today is different from the sound tomorrow and the sound next tomorrow and all of that. I remember PG and Ademide, they will be in the car, they'll be linking. I say, no, it's working, it's working. And sometimes I would think, take it to the mechanic. I'll get to the mechanic and say, it's working well. I say, it's working well. Let's be going again. And so you just keep going. I remember one day that the car was just owning by itself. I am not joking with you. The car was just owning. As I was going, boom, boom, boom. I said, I'm not pressing anything. The car was just on it by itself. So you see, there are, I, I needed deliverance. And that was why we made the decision. It wasn't that I was greedy. It was that I had a family to take care of. Are you following me? I went to that man and I said, sir, you know this car. He said, I know the car. There was a day I took him all, all night. He looked at me and said, are you even seeing the front? I said, I'm seeing. 
You know when big man enter your car? He was, I said, I told you not to come. I said, let us call somebody. He said, you. He said, he said no problem. No problem. He kept quiet till we get home. You know, I know he was praying inside of him. And so I told him, he said, see how much is this that remains? I told him, I said, it remains 200,000. He said, no problem. Be going home. I'll send it to you. I said, yes, to me. But so it remains 400,000. <laughs> Listen to this. The confession of faith. You just keep saying it. And it happened. Let me say this to you. There is an intentional hearing of faith. You can't surround yourself with fearful people and enter into faith. You can't, you see some people, they surround themselves with realistic people. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm just a realist. I'm just, you see, realistic people are not Jesus people. I'm, I'm just telling you the way it is. So. Do you want to hear it the way it is? I don't want to hear it the way it is. I want to hear it the way God said it is. Because the way the world says it is, is the way it's going to come to pass. You can't surround yourself with people who are not of faith and you want to develop your faith. You will soon become the word you hear. Do you know that in concentration camps, in socialist camps, what they told them? You see, when you hear people from USSR, all those Yugoslavia, all those places, how do they used to indoctrinate them? And they come to a point where they don't believe there is God. Is that in those camps, they sit down and then they will be playing from the megaphone. There is no God. There is no God. There is no God. For six hours. All you are hearing is, there is no God. There is no God. Imagine hearing that for two years. Believe God. You are becoming it. So much so that it will take the Holy Spirit to convince you. No preacher can tell you otherwise. That is what is called indoctrination. Like my guy used to say, everybody needs a brainwash. It depends on what you are washing their brain with. You need to brainwash yourself with the word of God. By the cleansing of the water by the word. Glory to God. Number four, the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot attain to the promises of God without the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 16, the Bible says, The Spirit bears witness with your spirits that you are children of God. Listen to this. The Spirit will bear witness that that promise will come to pass. Have you ever been in places and in seasons of your life uh, where you are thinking and doubting whether that word will come to pass uh, and suddenly something just seems to you say, keep believing. Keep believing. That's the Spirit encouraging you on. That's the power of the Holy Ghost there. Have you ever been stranded in life uh, and you thought there is no way out? The power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he will make it work for you. He will make it work for you. The Holy Ghost uh, Eyes have not seen, he have not heard. Neither has he entered into the mind of God the things which God has prepared. Even for them that love him. Glory to God. The promises of God concerning you have not been disclosed to the second party. So you don't need that second party to tell you that it is so. It's only declared to you and the Holy Ghost. He will come when you need him most. And he will say, surely I bear witness that what God has said, it will come to pass. Though a little while, tarry, it's going to come to pass. He that will come Come will come. God's word concerning your life will come to pass. It may tarry, but you've got to wait. Tell your brave, your neighbor, you gotta wait. 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 You gotta wait for the promises of God. The Holy Ghost is here who will make it come to pass. I found 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, very instructive. He said, We have an auction from the Holy One. How you know all things. Listen, there is an anointing from the Holy One. He's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
There is an empowering on the believer. When you think you can't go on, it keeps you going on. Zechariah had that portion of the anointing of God. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. He said, not by power, not by might. He said, but by my spirit. See the Lord. How will this it be? Mary asked. He said, the power of the highest will come over you. And the spirit will overshadow you. And he that will be born will be called child of God. Listen, child of God. Listen to me. What God has promised you, it will take God to bat it. What God has promised you, it will take God to bat it. You can prepare. Because the Bible says, Jotan became mighty. I've been prepared his way before the Lord. You can prepare. You can do the strategy. But if it will come to pass, there is that portion of the supernatural. His name is the Holy Spirit. You need to engage him every day. I dare not preach a message without saying, Holy Spirit, help me. How dare you go to do business without asking for the help of the Holy Spirit? How dare you try to do anything without seeking the help of the Holy Ghost? How dare you try doing anything in your life without the help of the Holy Spirit? Look at your neighbor. Look, close your eyes, everyone. I say, Holy Spirit, help me. The way you are saying that, I don't think you don't understand what we are talking about. I need you to be intentional. I say, Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going out today. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm doing business. Holy Spirit, help me. Listen, you must make that your song and your prayer daily. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Recently, my family had to make a move. And in making that move, we also needed God to move certain things for us. And my wife had a dream. <laughs> and in the dream, the car was not starting. I mean, she had this dream that the car was not starting. And she called everybody in our workplace to help her start the car, and they couldn't start the car. And then I came on the scene, and then she said I should help. And me too, man of God, I did not help. I could not start the car. He said, she said, and she had to tell herself, Holy Spirit, help me. In that dream. And you know what? That was what got the move to move. Are you following me? Exactly how the dream was, was how, what played out. We tried getting people to make the move. They couldn't help. We tried talking to people. They couldn't. And so when she I, told me of the dream again, I said, I did not help in the dream. Let me help in the physical. Glory to God. So I started helping. I started making calls. Instead of no people now, I started calling people. In fact, one of them called me and said, nothing I can do. There's nothing. You people just have to wait. So we now turn back to the end of the film, which was the help of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit did what he would do. Can I say to you that the Holy Spirit is the only one you need for the assurance of the promises, for the fulfillment of that promise? He's the Holy Spirit. The reason he has left you alone is because you are so sure of yourself. Number five, battle with the name of Jesus. Battle with the name of Jesus. Battle with the name of Jesus. There is a name above every other name. There is a name. It's the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 and then verse 6. John they saw this man by the gate called Beautiful. And they said, silver and gold we have not. Peter and James. Is it Peter and John? 
Peter and John. Yeah, silver and gold we have not, but what we have, give we unto you. In the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And then Acts chapter 3, verse 16. They said, faith and faith in that name makes this man all that you see today. Faith in that name. Do you understand what I'm saying? Faith in the name of Jesus. Listen, do you know that they don't curse any man without using the name? Do you know that even evil people, they will curse you by the name of their gods? By the name of their gods. And you are afraid. Imagine going back home now. And then they say they are doing one ritual. And somebody looked at you on the way and said, in the Obatala Kenika, you will not prosper. You know believers will be sweating. You will be sweating. Because you are afraid of that name. But there is a name that is higher than every other name. The Bible says, at the mention of his name, every knee must bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. I ask people, how many times do you call that name in a day? How many? You know, you must just get used to calling that name randomly. Do you know if anybody, you see, what believers have done is that we call that name in danger. If I call you on the phone, I say, Jesus! You know you are going to cut the phone. I say, ah, ah, kilo shele, pastor. And then maybe the line went off. I, told, I, I was telling myself, I'm going to do some practicals or some. I'll just call them from. I mean, just call them from those and say, hello, 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 Jesus! And I'll call the phone. You know what they will do? They'll come back. As I call, if I, I would not pick. They'll come back and say, ah, Pastor just called me. He said, Jesus, what's going on? You know, because we have a way of putting that name with danger, you must just get used to calling that name randomly. Sit down on your decks. And say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the name above every other name. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. He said, there's no other name under heaven given unto man by which he can be saved. Other than the name of Jesus. You know, there's a song, the name, the name of Jesus is greater as higher than our name. It is not an ordinary name. Is the name that's full of power and grace. Proverbs 18 verse 10. Those guys had not come to the reality we have entered into. They were not New Testament believers. <laughs> 18 10. It said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. I don't love that word tower. I love the translation that says the name of the Lord is a pavilion. Have you watched Kent? What's that series? Um, Small view. Uh, Kent used to go to a, a pavilion. And the whole thing is covered. She says that Sunday this movie is dust to you. <laughs> you know when Kent is in that pavilion, nothing gets him. Do you get? So every time I see that translation, Fisayo is in the pavilion. Glory to God. I've become Kent. I've become anything. I can do anything. Glory to God. I'm protected in that name. Sweetheart, that's where you are. You are in the pavilion of his name. Why are you afraid? You are in the pavilion of his name. For them to get at you, they have to break the pavilion of his name first. But there is no name above all heavens. Because if they are going to break the name of Jesus, they will have to use a name. And there is no name greater. There is no name higher than the name of Jesus. If you, I give you permission to do some things, you are going to do it. But if Baba Deboe give you permission, ah! <laughs> this is where you are going to work. <laughs> you know, because there are levels to these things. Uh, therefore, if someone says uh, slap anybody, you will slap some people. But if Wari says slap anybody, you can even slap someone himself. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Because there are levels to these things. Sir. There is a name that has guaranteed the promises of God. It's the name of Jesus. Sir. If God has called you blessed by his name, there is no one who can curse you by any other name. Therefore, you must use that name. Can you just call that name seven times? I won't say one, two. Just call that name seven times. Just, just randomly call the name. Just sweetly call the name. Just intentionally call that name. Every day of this week... That's why I say seven. One for Monday, one for Tuesday, one for Wednesday. Just keep calling that name. You must battle with the name of Jesus. You see, that promise, you have to battle it with the name of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't forget when I say battle, it's not that maybe you will win. We are battling for victory. It's the finished works of Calvary. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Thanks be to God who leads us in triumph. Leads us in triumph. That means Jesus is going in front in triumph. And I'm just following his step. Every step of the way, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Glory to God. And then finally, ladies and gentlemen, you need to tap into the depth of his grace. If you are going to see the performance of God's word, you need to tap into the depth of his grace. Grace is heavenly dependence. Grace is not depending on my ability. It's depending on God's ability. I'm going to prepare because the horse is prepared for the day of battle. But victory is of the Lord. I'm just going to depend on Jesus. Because the Bible says of, of his fullness. John 1, 14. Have we all received a grace for grace? Why would that promise come to pass? Grace. What will ensure that promise come the past grace the bible call it caris ante caris that means grace is being piled up upon grace in your life it's actually the greek says grace against grace do you understand it's just like grace is working against grace you're not fighting each other in your life grace is the fullness of the manifestation even of the fullness of the blessings of god that's what grace is grace is actually god's riches at christ's expense grace is god's adequacy consuming your inadequacies every in adequacy that you have is consumed even by God's adequacy. Bible says it will yet bring out the capstone talking to Zechariah. He said we will bring forth the capstone with a shout of grace, grace unto it. What is the capstone? It's the finishing stone upon a building. It's what we do when we want to commit, when we want to stop a project. It's grace, 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 grace unto it. And I believe that's what God will do for you. That's what God will do in you. That's what God will do even in your life. It's time to begin to walk even in grace. The Bible says 2 Corinthians and then verse 8, chapter 8 and then verse 9. The Bible says, for we know there is a knowing of grace. It says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, for my sake he became poor. That I through his poverty might become rich. And God is able, 9, 8, 2 Corinthians again. And God is able to make all grace. All grace abound towards me. And I have a sufficiency in all things. All things. You see the word all, 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 all. All grace, sufficiency in all things. May abound unto every good works. Therefore, I don't know what you need grace for. Tech, all grace is available. Do you understand? Ministry, all grace is available. Finance, all grace is available. Health, all grace is available. Your future, God's grace is available. Relationship, God's grace is available. I don't know about you. 
But I've seen people who seem to be walking in grace when it concerns certain things, but they don't have grace for marriage. Have you seen people like that? I mean, their business is working well, but they are on their third divorce. They are appropriating certain graces, but they are not appropriating certain graces. I don't know about you. I told God, I said, all me. I don't, I don't, I don't. All, all, what, please, what does all means? <laughs> what, what, does, what does all means? All means all. All means all. There's no need of definition. All means all. Everything Jesus has. Everything Jesus brought. All means all. I'm going to take it all. I don't know about you. I'm so greedy. I'm going to take it all. I'm so greedy. I'm going to take it all. I'm not. I'm not. It's when it comes to spiritual things and it comes to the grace of God. I'm not afraid to be greedy. I am greedy and I want it all. I want all grace. Is this the right time to be greedy? Is the right time to be greedy? I don't know about you, but I want all grace. In your place of work, grace will count you out. In the things you do, grace will separate you. Many may be doing it, but the grace that makes a man unique, the grace that makes a man stand out, it's available in God and it is yours even tonight. In the name of Jesus, I declare that grace, grace and more grace is your portion. You walk in the fullness of his grace. You walk in the mightiness of his grace. In the name of Jesus, when men say it is impossible, grace will make it possible. When men say there is no way, grace will chart a course for you. When men say there is total darkness, grace will lighten your path. In the name of Jesus. Raise your hand and begin to say, Lord, I walk in grace. Just begin. You see, when I say begin to say, I didn't say, say it. I said begin to say. Just keep saying it. Sir. Just keep saying it. Sir. I walk in grace of my promises, sir. Every promise of God designs and desires a grace. I need to be able to say, I walk in the grace concerning my pro your promises. I walk in the grace concerning your word for my life. I walk in the grace that will make it come true. Hallelujah. I walk in the grace that will make it come to pass. I walk in the grace, not by power, not by might, but my spirit, share the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let the grace of God walk for me. Let the grace of God walk for me. Grace. I walk in grace. The fullness of it. Grace. All grace, fullness of grace. 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 The fullness of it. The all of it. The essence of it. I walk in grace. Whether God has called you into ministry, whether He has called you into the tech world, whether He has called you to finance, whether He has called you to engineering, whether He has called you to construction, begin to say, Lord, I receive. There is a portion of grace necessary for your life. You have come to this auditorium today. Despite the challenges, you came and tonight, this morning, you are not going the same way. God's grace is working for you. God's grace is working for you. Can we take three minutes just to pray? Can we take three minutes just to pray? 
Ogopeli Akaba, and the Devala, Ograde de Dekala, Erekala Kayidaba. All that many people have is grace. All that many people lack is grace. Is there someone in this house saying, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive your grace? Grace that is greater than all my inadequacies, grace that is greater than all my faults, grace. This is how to ensure the performance of God's promises. One thing you need is the dependency of God. Absolute dependency. Absolute dependency on God and His power. Absolute dependency on God and His power. Absolute dependency on God and His grace. Let the supernatural ability of God let it come upon you finally i want you to begin to confess begin to endorse what god has said to you he has said it so that you can say it can you boldly say it whatever it is he has written about your life can you begin to say it i'm a renowned financial analyst in the name of jesus i'm a product manager by excellence in the name of jesus i'm an anointed singer in the name of jesus i'm an anointed preacher in the name of Jesus. Uh, men come to my rising. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm not defeated. I'm above. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I see God's plan uh, coming to pass in my life. Uh, every activity of darkness uh, is dispelled uh, over me and mine. Uh, and I walk. Uh, I walk boundless. Uh, even into the fullness of God's promises. Uh, I walk boundless. Uh, even into the fullness of God's plan. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I have wisdom. Uh, wisdom. 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 I cannot begin saying, and I walk with have wisdom, and I walk in wisdom as it concerns my purpose, as it concerns God's promises. In the name of Jesus, men are coming to me, men are coming to me from the south, the north, the west, the east. I have the gift of men in the name of Jesus. I do not lack the gift of men in the name of Jesus. I have resources sent to me, resources of men, silver and gold, resources of money is coming to me in the name of Jesus. I declare everything that has been injuring me before. I declare it is lifted before me. I see the mountain fly before me. I see the mountain fly. He has straightened my path. Every crooked path, he has been straightened. Every rough edges has been smoothened. Every highway has been turned to long ground. Every valley has been lifted up in the name of Jesus. Yes. Wherever the promise is, begin to say, I attract it now. I attract it now. I attract it now. I attract favor now. I attract helpers now. I attract that man now. The man, the bone of my bone. I attract him now. I attract her now. In the name of Jesus. I attract my next job. I attract it now. In the name of Jesus. I attract my next deal.
you. I attract it now. I attract my next sales. I attract it now. Today, it is coming to me. Today, God is causing things to change. God is causing a change in systems. It change in policies. Even for my sake, I receive even now the wealth of nations. In the name of Jesus, is there somebody confessing? I am above. I'm not beneath. I am above only. He has made my feet like ice feet. I walk upon my high places. Where people are walking, I am running. Where people are running, I am flying. In the name of Jesus, I go on eagle's wings. I fly on eagle's wings. In the name of Jesus, I am the head, not the tail. I lead in my company. 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 In the name of Jesus. God who cannot lie. He has given his word. He will not fail. He has promised he will never fail. He has promised he will never fail. He has said it, will he not do it? Even at this time, he's watching over his word to perform it. God's mouth has spoken. He said, look at the book of the law and read. 34, 16 of Isaiah. He said, search. He said, none of these shall want a major. He said, because the mouth of the Lord has spoken and the spirit will gather you together. There is a gathering in the spiritual concerning you. There is a gathering in the spiritual concerning me. There is a gathering in the spiritual concerning you. Gathering of sheep. Garden of grains, garden of sheep, garden of grains, garden of sheep, garden of grains, Palaka Palapala Balashata, Egaruka Senketeli Arabash. Yes, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, you have spoken. And we have joined the universe to say amen. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for teaching us this morning. Thank you because there shall be a performance of all of your promises. Thank you because you are not a man that you should lie. You are not the son of man that you should repent. Have you said it, will you not do it? Have you promised, won't you make it good? Thank you, O oh God, because there is a performance of everything you have said. Lord, we believe your word. Father, we have found your word and we have rejoiced. Like they that have found great spoils, we have rejoiced. Why? Because your word is a joy and a rejoicing to our heart. Because we are the called according to your neighbor. Lord, thank you for your sweet presence and sweet anointing even in this house. Lord, thank you, O oh God, because your word is coming to pass. Can you say to yourself, God's word is coming to pass. 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 God's word is coming to pass.
God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sends an anointing in their house. And I began to say, God's word is coming to pass. You see, you need to keep saying it. God's word is coming to pass. I, I, I think it was uh, Baba Emiko. I don't know whether you have heard of Emiko or Masuka. Or Masuka. Those, are, those are faith, the fathers of faith in Nigeria. I heard him say, God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. I mean, he was preaching in summer. And he said, God can be counted upon almost 100 times. Sir. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. I don't know whether you are in doubt tonight, sir. I don't know whether you came in here heavy. I don't know whether you came in here tired. I don't know how you came in here. But I've come to say, God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. Help me look at your neighbor and say, God can be counted upon. 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 In my life, God can be counted upon. 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 God can be God can be counted upon 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 in the name of Jesus if you don't get anything in this service, remember that God can be counted upon. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm done actually, but this is just like a, the, the spirit leading me. God can be counted upon. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I have been in rivers. I have been in places that the only one thing I had was God. And I can tell you God can be counted upon. Hallelujah. So when you wake up weary and tired, will you face your mirror? And be loud. 
I say, God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. Maybe they told you they were going to sack some people. They told you they were going to give you that job. They are going to give you that contract, but it's not coming through. You say, God can be counted upon. 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 You are going for that visa interview and you are afraid. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. You are trying to make a bid and it seems they are not going to win. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. It seems like you're going to be disgraced because you need so much money for that business, for that project. But it's not coming. You need to say, God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. The devil wants you afraid. But you need to say, God can be counted upon. 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 You slept, you woke up. You say, where will this husband come from? He's been coming. I've been professing. I've been saying everything. But it's not coming. Why? Say, God can be counted upon. You say, you, it seems that, that that exam didn't turn out well. And the devil is eating you away. eating your face away. With fear. With fear. Begin to say, God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. God can be counted upon. I stand on his word. Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching or for counseling or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or fisayoadenii at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House, empowering people to live for Jesus.